Welcome back. We have another draft episode of On the Line, a college basketball podcast. Tonight, we're going to cover Keegan Murray from Iowa, Usman Dieng, the Frenchman from the New Zealand Breakers, Jeremy Sochan, the German from Baylor, who was very impactful. Uh, you're, you might have remembered him with the blue hair. Then we'll cover Tari Eason, our, our own son, uh, you've heard us talk about Taurus and pretty extensively on this show as we cover a lot of LSU basketball. And then we'll finish with AJ Griffin. So all that next on the line. He's do it Thomas, shake, crossover, step back. Ah! At the Nobody's home. Picked off by Miller. Goes ahead. Lane's on the other wing. He finds oh! 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 Yeah! Send it in, Jerome! Pass Devendorf at the buzzer. Oh! Good! Good! They will check it, but if it stands, it's another Syracuse buzzer feeder. Gonzaga has time to do something. Socks for the win. Oh, oh, yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The perfect season remains on go. Are you? Oh, my God. There is. There are onions, Jim, and then there are nature. Onions with a kiss. Oh, my goodness. One of the great games. Let's get into it. The first player we're going to cover tonight is going to be Keegan Murray from Iowa. Keegan is, you know, he's a big-time shooter. He's got the big body. Um, We have him seven on our board, but I think the landing spot for him is probably going to be five with the Pistons, it looks like, early on. Ben, what are your strengths and weaknesses for Keegan Murray? What's your overall, you know, thoughts on Keegan? Uh, great body, six foot eight, two fifteen, uh, about a seven foot wingspan, six eleven, depending on where you look at. There's no doubt he's an elite shooter. I mean, at the very least, I think that's going to translate into the NBA. His his shot is so quiet, and uh, I don't know if that's the correct term. That's the term I like to use for a uh, for a shot that looks seamless. It, it just looks quiet. There's not a lot of movement going on. It's very smooth through the through the catch and uh, up to the top. I mean, he's he plays in very energetically. It usually results in a lot of offensive rebounds. Has great bag on him in the mid range. I think when he gets somebody isoed, he's got a good step back. He can back down a smaller guy, a bigger guy. He can take him off the dribble a little bit, maybe a little step back three here and there. He can drive occasionally. I don't think in the NBA he's gonna be driving on bigger guys that much, just because he doesn't really uh, use his body weight to go into guys at the rim. He's kind of more of a finesse player, uh, but against smaller defenders, I could see him really thriving in that role. He, he does usually get up and uh, use his length to finish really well. Uh, for what he was asked to do at Iowa and really carry the offense, really didn't take that many bad shots. He really trusted his teammates a lot. If he was double teamed or if he didn't have a great angle, if he didn't have a good look, 
you know, trusted his guys, Bohannon and his brother to, to take a lot of sh- big shots and wise camp. Correct. He was on the team this year. No, you're thinking of, um, Oh God, what's his name? CJ, CJ Frederick. Frederick. He, CJ that's Frederick. the guy who that's went to Kentucky. Yeah, I can see Frederick or Wisecamp. All right, yeah. well, that's a little, <laughs> a little racist. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he, he also throw in Bohannon, and then then you have his. He has one. He has one, one son, or he's got Fran McCaffrey. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a son. <laughs> no, no, no. The coach. Oh, has oh a, the coach. The coach. Yeah, yes, there's the coach Fran McCaffrey. Isn't there another McCaffrey yeah, yeah. too? Yeah, yeah. They're dude, on the team. Goodness. The Iowa gracious. basketball teams. Wild. Yeah. There's a lot of siblings going on. It's just a lot. There's been at least two Bohannons, two Murrays, a bunch of McCaffreys. They they just keep rolling on and on. Um, I wouldn't say the best ball handler, but he's safe with the ball. He doesn't turn it over a lot. Just a really solid offensive player, in my opinion. I, I just think that'll translate to the NBA pretty well. Uh, the shooting at six foot eight with a seven foot wingspan is just Hard to not see that uh, resulting in success in the NBA. In terms of the weaknesses, um, you know, he's a, I would say he's a good positional defender, but not good in terms of, you know, whenever guys are driving, using his athleticism and speed to really uh, catch up on drives or stay in front. Off ball probably takes too many gambles because he doesn't want to get ISOed on defense, I would say. Not really a rim defender, which is disappointing for his frame and for his height and uh, length. And then he, he kind of goes along with the uh, taking too many gambles off ball. He kind of goes for steals too much. And I just think that's because he really doesn't have confidence in his one-on-one defense that he doesn't want to get stuck in those situations. So he goes for steals. He goes for uh, the steal off the pass to his guy and those kind of things. But I just see him at this level – He's a really, really great offensive player. Can he get decent on defense? I think is his big, his big aim in year one and going forward. I think that's gonna uh, as long as he can stay in the floor defensively, I think he's gonna end up thriving offensively. I mean, he shot 55, 40, and 75 this year at Iowa on a lot of shots. He, he shot the ball a ton. I think th- so. Th- this isn't surprising. I actually didn't know this, but do you want to take a stab at? Keegan Murray's two four seven ranking and like his stars. I wouldn't say it's high. I would say maybe even a three star. That's exactly right. He was a three star. He was three hundred thirty fourth, and now we're talking about him going fifth overall. Um, I'd say out of all the prospects in the top ten, I'm trying to. This is going to sound like such a backhanded compliment. But I, I mean, in the highest way, I, I think he's kind of like the he has the least high ceiling. Right. I, I don't see a lot of upside of him. Um, he's but he's he's going to fill his role really well to me. And that's a very valuable trait. And he has enough athleticism to kind of make a difference in that small forward, um, you know, stretch for a role. If you watched Iowa this year, you probably weren't like all that impressed by him. Um, probably at times, like if you were just like flipping through the game, but if you watched him over the course of a whole game, uh, you know, a course of three, four games, I think that's when you grow more impressive him because he fills his role so well. 
he's a smart basketball player. He knows where to be on the court. And then ultimately, like you said, that his jumper is really what's going to make, you know, make the pick worth it. If you're the Detroit Pistons, which we kind of preclude is going to happen. Uh, his weaknesses, I, I 100% agree with you in terms of his defense. Uh, he He's going to guard the force fine, um, but I, I don't – the problem with him is I don't think he can really guard anyone else besides like a big three or a four. Um, his, his wingspan is massive, like which – well, it's not – you know, it's it's 6'11", so he's 6'8". So, I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't really see him guarding fives, and that's that's my problem. Is I think ultimately, like, his best peak and the way he would potentially be an all star for me is like if he was a stretch five. I, I think that's his highest ceiling, and I don't really see him reaching that. I think he's mostly going to be a three or four knockdown knock down shots at a high clip, okay, you know, help, help and crash the boards, probably average, you know, five to six rebounds a game, but um, he's not really going to be this, this lockdown defender. His weakness is definitely his, his ankles are kind of heavy in my opinion, um, especially when he gets out on the perimeter trying to guard faster wings. So do you have a, do you have a, you, you have a player comp for him that that's, I think is pretty interesting. So I want you to explain that. Um, I, I don't really have too much of a player comp for him. Um, uh, he he reminds me of a lot of different guys. Um, there's there's some David West for me in terms of like just being a smaller guy who isn't really that explosive on the perimeter, but is going to bang down low and probably going to be a traditional four. Um, but he's got a much better jump shot than David West. Um, so I, I'd say probably that's that's my best one is is a three point shooting David West. What say you, Ben? Um, I kind of with the opposite. I kind of want a guy who's actually more athletic than him, but does shoot the basketball a lot. Be Pascal Siakam, who had a I'm not sure if he made the All Star team this year, but he if he didn't, he was really close. Had his best year of his career probably with the Toronto Raptors. I just think the way they operate on offense is gonna be pretty similar. You know, Keegan Murray loves to operate in the little mid range area, backing down smaller guys, which Pascal Siakam does a lot. I don't think he's gonna have the the speed off the like uh the back down turnarounds to just go around somebody and f- flush it at the rim. But um the way Pascal Siakam is really shot from three and showing the willingness to shoot a bunch of threes this season, I think is uh something that Keegan Murray will really get into. So playing in the middle mid-range game, being a four who's not, you know, overly tall and overly a rim defender, but more of a scoring option first, uh I just think Pascal Siakam's offensive game is something you might see at Keegan Murray. All right, so the next guy we're moving on to is a guy that I think Casey and I both kind of fell in love once we turned on the film. I mean, you just won't see a bunch of this guy's film if you're really not looking for it, and that's going to be Usman Diang, the six foot nine, 185-pound prospect who played for the New Zealand Breakers this season, seven-foot wingspan on his six-foot-nine body, the thing that sticks out whenever you watch him is just the way he moves. He's so smooth. He's so quick. Uh, just looks effortless the way he he glides around the court. He's got good instincts. He's got you know good defensive IQ. He, it seems like he's played a lot of basketball. I'm not sure if he has, but it just looks like he knows what he's doing out there. Uh, 
smooth floater game. I really like the in-between game from him. An effective handle, I would say. You know, not the best, but at six foot nine, six foot ten, I don't think your handle has to be great. You're not going to be handling the ball all the time. Again, I mean, I keep talking about his movement. He's got really fluid hips, though. He's got those cornerback hips. He's just, man, he just moves around the court incredible. You just love to see him moving on the basketball court. Uh, the shot's not there yet, and uh, I don't really expect it to be out of him. He's he's 19 years old, correct? Dude, he just turned 19. Yes, he's like, like very, he, very he turned young, 19 last month. Very young guy. Uh, He's got a lot to work on, but he has a lot of potential, I think, just in terms of his frame and the way he moves around a basketball court. The the weaknesses right now to start with is going to be his strength. Uh, he's kind of it looks like a string being even in the even in the Australian basketball league. So you know he's going to look like right. more of a string being right. in the NBA. He's playing against saying. grown men. I'm just saying the NBA has way more grown men. That's not. That's I, know, I know. I know. But uh, it looks like a monster compared to Chet, though. <laughs> he does. He's he's definitely bigger than Chet. Um, he, he kind of dribbles only one hand right now. I, I would say his left hand effectiveness not really there in terms of dribbling and in terms of finishing. He very, very much favors the right hand at this point. On defense, it's kind of more the strength thing. You know, he doesn't really fight through screens really well. He doesn't really hold up as well as you would like down low when he gets posted up. You know, once he gets backed off his, once he gets bumped off his feet, he really has to have his feet under him to show his leaping ability to block shots. He's not going to be able to hold his own. And once that first bump comes, the guy just goes up immediately and scores through him. Uh, and I would say he's not extremely switchable. I think he's going to get there, but I saw a lot of instances in his tape where smaller guards went around him. And, uh, you know, I don't know if he's, not showing it at all, and he's trying to stay within range for a track down block or something like that, which he's had a lot of this season. But it just seems like he's not quite quick enough to catch up with some very fast point guards, which they have very good point guards in the Australian League. So I think he'll probably be switchable two to four, I would say, in the NBA, and maybe the potential to do some more. Uh, who knows if he puts the weight on? He has the hops and he has the length to guard fives, but he, he just has to put the weight on his chest and uh, keep his legs under him, I think. But very intriguing, very exciting. I just think there's a lot of ceiling here with Usman Dieng. And uh, he's going to look good on the basketball court. I'll tell you that. So I, he's my favorite prospect. I'm not going to be shy about it. Um, I want the Pelicans to draft him. Um, and if the Pelicans don't and the Spurs get him, he's going to be a He's going to be a complete superstar. In my opinion, outside of the top three guys, if I'm betting on anyone to be a superstar, it's it's Usman Dieng. And let's get into it. Um, first of all, with his strength, the number one thing that I noticed on film, and I'm surprised you didn't bring it up because you love this in a player, for being a 6'9 point forward, he's got a floater. And it's kind of an unorthodox floater. It comes from the hip a little bit, but when you're six nine, it doesn't really matter as much if you were, you know, six two. So it looks fluid. Let's start there. Second, his biggest strength is definitely his vision and like his ability to be in the pick and roll, which is odd because he's six nine. I don't for I don't see him being a point guard per se. Like he's not like a 
you know, Luka Doncic is is six seven. You know, LeBron's six eight. He's not those in terms of ball handling, but he's he's going to be able to run secondary and third options for you as a ball handler. And I do think that's pretty big to to be able to step into the league and do that. His instincts are off the chart. Um, his ball handling for being six nine is very good, like you mentioned. And then in terms of his weaknesses, I I think that the jump shot is an area for improvement. It's not necessarily a weakness and same thing with the strength. It's just an area for improvement. Um, and I, I kind of want to get into something real quick and I've seen some people calling them a project. I think there's a difference between a, a project like some of these athletes that we see. Um, I'm not going to say any names, but there's certain athletes that like get drafted in the lottery and with all due respect to them, they don't really know how to play the game of basketball. And to me, it's very hard to teach someone how to play the game of basketball. It's damn near impossible to teach them at the NBA level, right? To get someone in and say, I need to, I need to pack on some pounds with them. Like I need to, I need to work on his weight. I need to get his strength up and I need to improve his jump shot. Those are traits that can be improved. I, I don't really foresee that as a as a project per se. So I I, I love what I see from Usman Dang. I want the Pelicans to take him out of eight. I don't think he's gonna last to 12. You know, I've seen some stuff about them potentially trading back to 12. I don't think he's gonna be there at 12. The kid's stock is is very high, but um, you know, defensively, he he definitely gambles and likes to try to go for the blocks. Um, so he needs to kind of stay grounded there. Um, and and ultimately, I, I, I do think the sky's the limit for this guy. My comp for him is athletic Hidu Turkulu. Um, I just first team in, in that role, you know, kind of he's not he's not big enough to be a Lamar Odom, but but that, you know, Hidu Turkulu, just that secondary playmaker ability to to shoot threes, because I do think he will eventually shoot threes. I like his shot. I, you know, compare his shot to Dyson Daniels, Ben. Um, I like. His I, shot I would. There. I would take a shot every time. Um, the only thing that might scare Pelicans fans is there is a little, a little, um, Lonzo ball to him. His shot in terms of like it will come from the left side of his face, which never looks as good for righty. But I, I don't know. I, I think that's repairable. And also, I never even think that's really that big of a deal. As long as you're getting a good dip and spinning the ball and following through and looking at the goal, I don't care. So anything else on Newsman? Well, I was going to say, if you do watch a lot of Lions Hill Ball, he has another thing in common with them. He loves the the one-handed whip-around pass from one he side does. of the court to the other. He, he, he loves that. And Lonzo, Lonzo loves doing that, too. Um yeah, I just didn't really mention the pick and roll as much. I just don't see that being his role in the NBA as much. I do think that's going to help him a lot whenever he's cutting and he's going to be catch. He's going to catch the ball and have to make another pass to another guy. I think that's really going to come into play. But I'm not sure if I see him as a, a guy running pick and rolls in the NBA. I, I agree with you. I think he's probably going to be a second or third ball handling playmaking option. Um but yeah, yeah, but like even something, even at something as simple as like just basic pistol action where you pass him the ball, he gets it, you run a quick like dribble hand off of him, you know, like and you basically reload him at the top and he has a look. So I, I don't know. I, I, I like him. 
I couldn't come up with a good cop. <laughs> I could say who I wrote down, but you're not going to like it. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. I don't think I want to know. We'll just let's, move let's, on. We'll, we'll just move, move on, on to uh, Jeremy Sochi. Yeah, you said he had blue hair, but I'd like to point out he also had at times this year white hair and gold hair. Didn't so, he have pink hair at one point? He did have also pink hair. Yeah, he's so, awesome. I, depending I on what time so you caught him, he had, he had some different hair. But uh, this guy is a, a great athlete at six foot nine, two thirty. He doesn't have to work on his strength one bit. He's already a very strong guy, seven foot wingspan. His biggest attribute is his defense. He can switch uh, one to five in college. He could switch. I don't know if he's gonna be able to switch one to five in the NBA, but in college, he was definitely effective doing that. Just a very strong athlete, uh, quick feet, uses his feet to play defense, stands in front of guys, very energetic on the boards, very instinctive, knows, seems to know where the ball is always going to be coming off the glass, fights hard in there, uses his size, uh, constant energy is just what I kept writing down with him. He's just all over the place, all over the place. Uh, offensively, you know, he's got some good handle for his size, I would say. Drives the ball well and not scared of contact at the rim. Uses both hands pretty efficiently. Uh, just on the offensive side, you just want to see more from his shot. It, it was 29% from three this year. He got streaky at some points and did have some really good games shooting the basketball, but uh, doesn't really involve his legs too much in his shot, I would say. And, uh, just doesn't explode through his legs. It just seems like more of a, a force it, shot with his shoulders. It seems like a very football shot. And it does. It reminds me of a football player. It reminds me a lot. And this is his comp for me. It was Draymond Green, the way he's shooting the basketball right now. <laughs> it just looks very forced. Uh, Man's wearing a backpack. Man's wearing a backpack. And <laughs> the other thing that uh, I think comparable to Draymond that I wrote down for him as well was as great of an athlete as he is, I don't think his explosion in vertical is very good. I, I wrote below average for an athlete his size. He's not a big leaper. Uh, he doesn't get up very quickly, He but he uses his body to stay in front of the guy so he doesn't have to leap and block a shot. You know, he's always got great position and he's always got good strength. So he, he really avoids some of that, but he's just not going to be a huge shot blocker, I don't think, and he's not going to dunk it all over people. I really don't think. He uses a lot of layups lots of times. Uh, which he's very good at because he uses his body to shield himself from getting uh getting blocked and he's he's got some good touch around the rim, but uh yeah the other thing the only other thing I wrote no post up moves but that's okay <laughs> none um one of the things that jumped out on me in kind of a bad way when I watched him again um because he was someone I watched all the time during the regular season is. He doesn't really get by anyone. Like if <laughs> like if he puts the ball to the floor and tries to get by you, um, you're pretty much just gonna be standing right right by him when he gets to the goal. And like you said, he doesn't really have that elite athleticism to score. Uh so I I don't know. There's a lot of things about him that that worry me, but there's a lot of things that really excite me, and the things that excite me are he rebounds the basketball exceptionally well. He hustles his ass off. He's a tough SOB. He's a great defender. Um, he's a really good passer, too. He's a smart player all around. He's he's definitely a a Ben and Casey player to a T. Um, you know, like if, if I if I could have Jeremy Sochan and David Roddy on my team, I think I, I think I would 
be able to trot out you, me, and another of our friends, and we'd go 20 and 10 in the Big Ten because that's how that's how much I, I'd go to war with these guys. And I, it, I just – I don't know. I, I think – I think the Sochan stuff's interesting because like another guy that we're going to talk about in a little bit, um, not Torreson though. So, you know, process of elimination. I liked him a lot when I, when I watched him during the season as a college basketball fan, but when I started to scout him more and more, there's certain things that just worry about me translating to the NBA game on that offensive side. And I'm worried that he might be playing four and five early in his career. I think he's someone that, I don't think a team's going to do it just because of what he brings defensively. I think he's someone who would benefit greatly from going to the G league. And the reason I say that is he needs to go somewhere where they're like, all right, Jeremy, we're going to run like 20 post-up touches to you and you're going to have to do something about it. Like you can't just, we can't just pass it back and forth. Like it'll, it'll be this scene from semi-pro if, if, if that happens, like he needs, he needs to get real reps of, of doing offensive moves and doing them well before he can really play down the stretch in, in playoffs for me. Um, his comp, though, is Boris Diaw, kind of speaking to that no athleticism. I, I, just, I just think he's going he's gonna to need to develop a lot of craft offensively to be able to have the impact Boris could score in the ball. And especially, like, Boris Diaw had a pretty good three-point shot. Like, So Chan doesn't have that. So... Um, but in terms of just impacting the game in, in many aspects, that, that's why that's kind of my comp for him. So anything else on Sochan? Yeah, I agree with you. He was one of the guys, whenever I watched him casually during the year, I loved, but as you delve into him as a prospect and translating to the NBA, I, I just didn't love him as much. Well, I have a theory on, on him as to why that is. Do you, do you want me to share it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, because I think I think when I would watch Baylor, um, you know, obviously we, we watch it to to one just cover college basketball mainly, but two, I, I do watch it with with like all right, who's the draft guys in mind? So I'd look up like who's the draft guys in mind, and I'll keep on seeing Kendall Brown, Kendall Brown, Kendall Brown, and so I'd watch Kendall Brown, and I'd go, this guy stinks, and I'd compare him to Jeremy Sochan. I'm like, this is the guy you should be talking about. So now that I think it's like flipped, and it's and the days come where we're actually taking Jeremy Sochan in the lottery, I think you and I as a college basketball public go, all right, now, now hold on a second. He's good, but he's got a lot of flaws in his game, and and so do all these guys. But I've I've just seen some stuff where, like, Sochan at eight, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good on that. Uh, Sochan at 12, that's fine. Sochan at 14, that's great. So um, where would be your ideal landing fit for him? Oh, man. Uh, I would like to see him on a contender, actually, or someone who can do a lot of work, because I do think similar to like how Matisse Tybel came into the 76ers early in his career, who can just contribute on defense right away. Um, I mean, I just think day one, he's going to be a pretty good defender, and that's that works a lot of so, times in the NBA. There's a lot of guys playing right now who are just, great defenders and kind of zeros on, on offense. The, the team that jumps to me is the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. I like that because everyone wants to shoot the basketball on, on Charlotte. And I think Charlotte needs someone who's going to come in set them de- defensively, crash the boards, do the little things really well, set hard screens, 
um, and make the extra passes. So I, I think Sochan fits like a glove. And to me, Jordan's going to take one look at uh, at Sochan and, and kind of like it and maybe maybe get a little reminder of someone he played in the 90s with who'd love to dye their hair. <laughs> but, well, I would uh, say two more teams along those lines that need guys who won't shoot the basketball is Atlanta at 16 and Brooklyn at 17. Uh, but Atlanta, Atlanta might trade that pick, so. <laughs> uh, you never know if them, you never but know. Brooklyn, Brooklyn needs Brooklyn with, I mean, and Matt, he's better than Bruce Brown. And Bruce I Brown's was, been doing this role. I, I was just so about to say he's bigger. Yeah. He's stronger and he's a better player than Bruce Brown. So I think they would love him, but uh, we'll, we'll move on to the guy that we are most comfortable with. We've seen a lot of basketball out of him and I've seen every single one of your basketball games. I have I've seen every single one of his basketball games at LSU. You've seen him. You've seen him up close in person a lot. We're talking about Tari Eason, the LSU uh, forward, six foot eight, seven foot one wingspan, athleticism, athleticism, athleticism all over the place. Combined with an above average vertical. He's just a great athlete, man. I mean, he's all over the floor. At when he's when he's locked in, he gives great energy. He's all over the offensive rebounds. He's aggressive. He's uh able to knock open some wide open catching, shoot threes. He's plays great defense, got active hands. Sometimes he's not doing all that though. I just feel like sometimes I, I think this is a product of me watching too much of him, I think. But sometimes it's it definitely feels, confirmation bias. Sometimes it feels like he checks out a little bit. Uh, sometimes it just feels like he, he he's not giving it his all, I would say. But when he does, man, the flashes are incredible. He was LSU's best player when when he was on by far, and he's one of the best players in the SEC. Um, I think his shots just going to get better and better, and he's going to be able to knock down a lot of threes in the NBA. Um, it's I'm, not, not the, I'm not worried about a shot. It's probably not the ideal stroke that you would teach a kid to shoot, but – he, it works for him, you know. It's a little, what would you say, a little cockeyed? It's a little, it, it's a little hitchy. He shoots it. He kind of starts the ball on his low right hip, like, and and kind of goes up, goes up there. But he does, he does all the things you want to see from a shot. Like, he's relatively square to the basket. You know, he's got a good bend in his knees. He uses his legs well. He spins the basketball, um, and. And oddly enough, like he he's very comfortable with it too, um, because like there was a couple times this year, Ben, where he would do like a between the legs three pointer, or he would kind of do like a step back or like a hard dribble into a step back, and it would go in. And I was like, oh, okay, like he's he's shot that shot before, and he, you know, he's got good dip um, in his in his shot when, when he dribbles. I think he's got relatively good dip on on the catch and shoot. And to me, his shots just something that's going to keep getting better, like you said, because all the mechanics are there. Um, the the big thing I want to talk about with Tari Eason and his biggest strength, and I don't I don't like giving the strength out a lot because I think it is cliche, and I try not to like just come up here and spout a bunch of like basketball cliches to you, but. In every imaginable sense, Tari Eason has that uh, dog in him. He's got that competitive nature in him. And and like you said, Ben, like he did at times check out. But let's let's be honest, part of the problem with Tari Eason and his biggest weakness is the dumb fouls that he commits. He gets in foul trouble way, 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 way too much. So I think that did have part of the reason. And then 
this LSU team is just very weird. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't play them with, with some of that stuff. But when I say when I make that comment about the dog and his competitive nature is because Tari Tari was a three star and, and Tari played at a good school out in Seattle. Um, but Tari won a state title, and the guy he beat to win a state title was someone who's in this draft, uh, Paulo Bancaro. So if you go on YouTube.com tonight and you want to go ahead and type in Tari East and Paulo Bancaro and see their high school footage, you're going to see Tari East and a three star not backing down from a five star. And he's just he's just always had that to him. Um, I, I, I love his competitive nature. When he gets downhill with his right, I don't think there's many people who are going to step in front of him. He's he's kind of a bowling ball in that sense. And and defensively, I don't think he's going to be able to guard guards on a consistent basis, but I, I think he's going to be able to guard wings pretty well. Like I, I think he'll guard wings relatively well. I, I don't see a lot of small ball five in his role, but to me he'll be a solid three or four for many years to come. And the, the comp I have for Tari Eason is Sean Kemp with a little Jalen Brown to him because I think he's got a better jump shot than Sean Kemp, obviously, just because of the way the game is now. But he doesn't really have much of a left hand. Like, he doesn't, he's not comfortable going left, but he is very much just a, I'm going to get downhill going right. And also, the thing about him is he does a lot of great work catching the ball in that high post and just getting down and making really smart reads. So, um, and if you want, you want a good play of Tari Eason, um, there's this play. I want to say it was against Texas A&M. I'll, I'll find it and I'll post it tonight. He's on a, it's a defensive play. He's on a two one one and the guards in front of him, and the guard basically stops because he thinks Tari's going to like fly by him. And he's gonna and he lays it off to the guy trailing him. But Tari stops on a dime, turns to the guy who's coming down the lane and meets him at the rim and blocks the shot. It's it's it was pretty much the play where I saw that and I was like, all right, well, Tari Easton's going to the lottery. So um yeah. Anything else from um I would say as good as he is going right, he really can't go left. And him going right is as much as a self-creation I think he's going to have in the NBA, at least right away. I don't think he has – I mean, I just don't think there's anybody in the NBA he can just ISO up, dribble, 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 step back or whatever. That that works in college, but don't see that working uh, in A lot of his college stuff was just physical brutality. Just being being bigger and better than you. And and my comp was Patrick Williams for the uh, Chicago Bulls. That's a good one. Another guy who came into the NBA right away, contributed on defense, uh, gave a lot of energy to his teammates. Uh, I think Tari Eason would benefit a lot from the role that Patrick Williams plays on a Chicago team that has a lot of proven guy, proven NBA guys and a lot of guys who can score the basketball. I think him being a fifth, sixth option would uh, be really good for him to start off his career. But we will move on to our last guy of the night, the Duke Blue Devil, AJ Griffin, uh, standing at six foot six with a seven foot wingspan. The thing that uh, sticks out, I think, to everyone and what I've heard from everybody who loves AJ Griffin is his shooting. He is a good shooter. Uh, It's kind of an awkward base into his shot, I would say. His legs are very wide. Uh, Up top looks good, I would say. It's, It's pretty smooth up top. The base is just, you're not going to see a lot, I don't think. 
at any level of basketball, but but it works for him for the most part. He did get a little streaky there uh, in the season. He would have a couple games where he'd really be on, a couple games he'd really be off. But uh, he ended up shooting some good percentages over the years. Over the year, shows great effort on defense. I would say, not a great defender, but he shows effort. I would say stays connected on off ball for the most part. You know, I wouldn't say he's a good blow by guy, but he makes good cuts. I would say so. Those good cuts you know, are going around people and he's able to finish at the rim that way. I don't think he's an ISO guy going to the rim, but once he catches the ball off a cut, he finishes well at the rim, even through some contact. He's got good balance when he gets up there and gets hit, you know, really strong guy. And uh, that benefits him a lot, finishing at the rim as well. The other thing I would say is I actually think he is kind of switchable uh, in the NBA as, as much as I don't think he's a good defender just because of his strength. I don't think... You know, fives, you can be able to just back him down so easily go uh, and just finish at the front of the rim. I th- his biggest strength that outside of the shooting, I think, is his strength. He's just a, he's a bowling ball of a guy. Uh, the weaknesses, I probably wrote down way too many, but it, it just really sticks out. You know, he's not an ISO score. He's just – I really don't think he's ever going to get to be an ISO score. He's just going to be an exclusive catch-and-shoot slasher on offense – his first step is is extremely slow. Uh, doesn't create space well with his first step. Like uh, a lot of guys actually do well in this draft. And uh, going on that on defense as well, guys can drive past him with quick first steps because of his slow foot speed. Uh, tends to foul a lot when he does get beat. He gets frustrated and slaps at the ball. Not a good pick and roll defender on either the ball handler or the picker. Doesn't fight well through screens. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to hate on the guy too much because if you can shoot the basketball well in the NBA, I think you're going to be a pretty damn good player. But anything outside of that, I think he'll give good effort. And I think he'll probably be a pretty good rebounder just because of his strength and his effort. But outside of that, I just don't see the ascension for A.J. Griffin to be a, a star in the league. Um, A.J. Griffin's definitely – the he's the he's the king of two things um one you you think he's taller than he really is and two when i watched him all year i was like man this kid's this kid's really good like i I really liked him a lot and then the more and more i started watching him um and the more and more i harnessed on just him specifically and particularly his shot I started to like him less and less. And that's why he's ultimately like, is he even in the lottery for us anymore? I think he's like 16, 15, 16. Yeah. So he's, he's just at the tail end, like outside the lottery. Um, For me. Yeah. The the shot's great. Like his, his elbow, you know, he's, he's got a great release. His elbows tucked in. uh, He spins the ball. Well, Um, upper body looks great, but that base, that base, though, um, his feet are outside of the, outside of his body. Um, it hurts my knees watching it. it. It hurts his knees watching it. Literally, he's had already injury concerns of his knees, and it's it's really not surprising that he's had injury concerns of his knees because when you're when you're constantly generating force from that wide position, you're gonna kind of concave your knees, and he's already starting to do that. And then secondly. 
speaking to that slow first step, his step's slower because his base is so wide, he can't generate any momentum into that first step. If he had a more narrow stance and he's in a more athletic stance, he can actually get by someone, but he can't. And the the craziest part is his dad played in the NBA for 10 years. So he's got like the athletic pedigree, like you know he's got it, and you go watch him in high school and he looks like an athletic freak. But I, I don't know kind of like what happened with with the shot and why his knees are as wide as they are. But if he's going to have a long NBA career, someone has to stop and fix that. And because that's that's his ticket, like his tickets, his jump shot. And if he can't stay healthy, it doesn't really do, do him any good. So someone has to fix that. Um, because, again, like like you said, I, I don't want to bash on him. Like, I think he's a good player. He does. He does. He's a very smart player. He tries hard defensively. I think the defensive, the defensive struggles are greatly overblown to me because he he tries so hard, and that the strength is obviously his jump shot. He is a bit of a bowling ball, and I think if you work on that explosion, he can use his strength on on smaller twos and ones in the NBA. But he's got a lot of work to do on that lower body, and. It just scares me. I, I would not touch him in the top 10. I, I would not touch him really at 11 or 12 in that 15 range. I'd say maybe my NBA comp from is Corey Kispert. Like that's, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to rag on the guy. I just, I, I don't see a lot else for him to do besides just catch the ball and shoot it. Um, I wouldn't say he's not going to do anything else. I, the guy kind of, kept thinking about whenever I watched him on offensive lot was Nick Batum, a strong guy, a, a guy who got really good at shooting the basketball throughout his career. Uh, I do think AJ Griffin could have the, the pump fake strong drive through the whole ability that Nick Batum has uh, become so good at in his NBA career. I just don't think the defense is going to look anything like you're accustomed to with Nick Batum, but on offense, his frame and his shooting ability just really reminded me a lot of Batum. That's fair. No, and I I think as long as he can stay healthy, he's going to stay in the NBA for a long time, just like his dad. So yeah, if you can shoot the basketball, you're going to stay for a long time. Yeah, we should mention he's been hurt at least part of the season for the last three years of his basketball career, and, and I'm with you. That is that is the biggest concern. the The rest of his things will be able to fix him. I mean, I think a lot of these things are him not trusting his body. Honestly, he's he's not going full out. And because he's had those injuries, so maybe he racks up two, three years straight of healthy basketball, and maybe a lot of these things fix themselves. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get a plug. I'm gonna give a plug here. Uh, Knees over toes, AJ Griffin. Uh, it's a, it's a program. You should really look into it, my guy. Because please, just just fix your knees. Like it's not. It's one thing Ben to have injury concerns but his injury concerns are directly caused by the way he plays to me. And that's, that's why I'm worried. Like that's, that's basically my, my big red flag. So any, anything else on AJ Griffin or any of these other prospects? No, um, we'll get into, I think the big men next of, of the big men of the first round we've come into in the lottery players, but in terms of big men, there's just not a lot when you look just at the lottery. So we'll kind of go big men of the first round next and uh and we'll man, talk we, about malachi Branham eventually i promise yeah Jesus we'll Christ. talk about malachi Branham eventually yeah. 
we wanted to limit to five here to a good run time like we had last time. So we'll definitely talk about Malachi Brandon. My guy, Casey and I are both very impressed by, I think, uh, the opposite of Jeremy Sochan. Uh, we watched him during the season, but the more yeah. we watched his film, I liked him more and more and more than what I saw at Ohio State. But uh, it was kind of EJ Liddell's team a little bit. I, so, and I did not like EJ Liddell. <laughs> I actually like EJ Liddell. Well, we'll, we'll save that for another time, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time on On the Line, a college basketball broad- podcast, uh, talking more about the NBA draft. Yeah, no, it, it is a broadcast. I like broadcast more. It did sound right out of my mouth, didn't it? It it did. It sounded great.